0: Yeah,
1: what's up? i am Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. It's time for the November 18th edition of Church Information Open Forum, the most powerful show on the radio, with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett, Senior. for civil rights, human rights, and social justice for over 40 years. And because of his work, people are able to enjoy the freedoms that this country has to offer. All right. We want to thank you all, first of all, for your tax-deductible donations, which pushed us Over the mark For our Winter Pledge Drive So we've got that behind us And we want to say thank you again But we still Want you guys to call in To 972-647-1893 And we're going to talk about The issues That are affecting you Because this is the voice of the people And we want to hear from the people so, 972 647 is a number. And um, we're anxiously trying to figure out who we're going to have first. So, let me start off with what I'm thinking about. Uh, last week, we talked about the boat brawl in Montgomery and how the gentleman who was attacked by six people was somehow charged with assault. We thought that, we think that's an injustice, that's unjust. Now this week we're going to talk about another injustice, something that's unjust. Uh, there's been an ongoing, how can I say it, controversy. There's been an ongoing uh, disagreement about a company that wants to build a warehouse on Wheatland Road uh, across from Carter High, uh, across from the Dallas County Service Building, across from a, two churches and a park. And the community expressed its. Uh, disdain, it's dislike, it's unapproval for this project. Now, we understand how zoning is done, or at least I have a rudimentary understanding. And evidently this zoning was done almost 30 years ago. And it had, had has was not changed because it takes a process and no one will challenge the zoning of that piece of property but now uh, that property is proposed for a warehouse in an area that's residential so uh, we don't think it's appropriate to put that warehouse with all those trucks all that traffic all that pollution next to Carter High, two churches, the county service building, etc. So, uh 972-647-1893, we want to hear what the listening audience thinks about this issue and hopefully uh this will help uh to try to make this situation a lot more tenable for the residents who have to live in that community. And we need to see if the developer can come up with another development plan that's gonna fit more with that community footprint. Okay, who do we have in line? Miss Lori Blair. Okay. Uh, good morning, Lori. Good morning, Laurie. Hold on just a second. We We're having a tef- technical difficulty. Can't hear her. Can't hear her. Uh, hold on just a second. We're trying to get Miss Blair's line to come through because she's going to give us. Good morning, Miss Blair. Hold on just a second. Ladies and gentlemen, we're trying to get these technical difficulties ironed out. There, but do y'all hear?
2: Hello. Hello. Okay, we're we're taking another call because uh, no one is on this line. Hello? Okay, who's uh who's the caller? Hello, so How are you? So we had Laurie, but Lori is uh is this on, is this off, and someone is cutting. Okay, hold on. Is yes okay, we have Reverend Barnett, a 9-2. Good morning, Reverend Barnett.
1: Good morning, Reverend Barnett. Well, we're trying to get these technical difficulties rectified, ladies and gentlemen, so you guys can call in and talk about this issue. Uh, It's kind of out of my hands. I'm I'm looking at the technicians trying to work this now. So, uh, in the meantime, uh, we, we...
2: So, Let's try it again. Ron Barnett is on right now on line two. Ron Barnett. Okay. <laughs> and
1: ladies and gentlemen, this is how it is. Live radio. And, you know, okay. unfortunately. But uh, as I was saying before, land ownership in America was not equally applied until after the Civil Rights Movement. So, although there you may have an area that's predominantly uh, black or Latino, the land that it's sitting on, when uh, the first implementation of land ownership in 1700 or whatever it was, was started in America, those people may not necessarily own the land. So um, these things move forward. The past creates the present. So what we have now is uh, a situation where there are very few people of color that own acreage. What I'm saying by acreage, I don't mean a house. I mean, 10 acres, 20 acres, 30 acres, 40 acres. Okay,
2: I hear somebody now. And who, who do we have? Right. We, we have a Brian on line three, and we're trying to have a Reverend Barnett on a line two. Reverend Barnett, can you hear us? Reverend Barnett? I don't hear. No. Me. Let's go to the call. Okay, we, yeah, we have a Prem on a line, uh, line one, so let's go to one two, uh, line two. We have Brian. Good morning, Brian.
1: Good morning, Mr. Land. How you doing, sir? Uh, I'm. We're trying to get these technical issues re- rectified because it's, you know, we need to have this issue uh, <clears throat> discussed and, uh, you know, evaluated. So. Uh,
3: am I? Am I coming in clear?
1: You, you, you. I do hear you. You could be a little clearer, but. Uh, it's in comparison to what we've been with these other lines, you're doing okay.
3: Perfect. Hey, um, real quick, as far as the warehouse, you know, um, close to a school, I think they could probably do better than that with all the land out there in that area and the mm-hmm. available uh, warehouse space that's available. Up. There's a lot of warehouse space available out there in that area. It is. Um, Yes, sir. Real quick, I just wanted to touch base with you guys in Dallas. Um, something that concerns me, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners, too, is a lot of grocery store parking lot robberies that are happening lately. Okay. And, um, I don't, I think that, the city of Dallas, um, a lot of the officials need to really look at that. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Possibly beef up the security around our grocery stores for everybody. Mm-hmm. And another quick one for you is um, they're going to uh, do some work down here at the Kay Bailey Hutchinson Convention Center. I think they're as you're aware, they're probably going to tear it down.
4: Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: You know, I'm from Dallas, and I, you know, I was looking at something, Leon. They need to do something with that City Hall building. That thing looks so out of date when you look at it. The fountain in the front, I love the fountain. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But the City Hall building itself, um, it needs to go. They need to redo that building. I've been in it, it's all outdated inside. And when you bring people into Dallas that are potential uh, business uh, people that want to, you know, uh, you know, Get yourselves established here and move here. Companies that want to move here Mm -hmm. really, really need for Dallas something a little bit better. Like you know, you look at Frisco, you look at Grand
1: Prairie. Now hold on, hold on, on, let me let me stop you right there. Okay, Dallas is is the original nucleus of this metroplex, right? Yes, sir. Uh, Okay. Now when you when you say you know you can say Uh, we need another Empire State Building. (laughs) You see what I'm saying? It's old and outdated. But when it comes down to implementing policy to actually achieve that objective, and you just spent a billion and a half dollars on Kay Bailey, it's not realistic. You feel me? Right. I I didn't quite hear you. you. Did you understand what my comment was?
3: I understand, Okay. I agree. I don't agree, because the city hall in Dallas, I'm a a, a real old, what they call the big circle down there, that those people for the city of Dallas, Mm -hmm. those workers, Mm -hmm. and for the city of Dallas, improvements, we need a new city hall. Okay, I understand what you're
1: saying, but my point is, somebody got to pay for it.
3: Well, we already we're already paying for everything else. I mean, we're going to continue to pay taxes. Rent's going up, taxes going up. Okay, but you have
1: to be a little bit more specific if you want to get a policy implemented. You have to you have to provide a. How are we going to pay for this project? Say, for instance, mm-hmm. where they where they're right. p- paying for K Bailey, they're doing an increase in the motel hotel motel tax. That's what right. you have to bring forward along with. a... Uh, uh, your suggestion, you have to bring forward something that the policymakers can implement. You feel me?
3: Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying.
1: You know, you you yes. you have your your, your entirety of to your opinion, but yeah, you, you also when you suggest things to be done, you know, by you know le- represent elected representative, they're going to come back with this response. We just approved yes. a, we just approved a billion and a half dollars, and then and then they have another bond project coming up, another billion dollars. Yeah. So that's that's the only thing I'm saying. You're entitled to your opinion, and you're absolutely right. You know, the building needs to be yes. upgraded or renovated or whatever, but the issue is how to pay for it. And then when you talk about, let me finish, then when you talk about you want added law enforcement, you see what I'm saying? You, we're working with a finite tax base. Okay? Yes. And since T.C. Broadnex has been city manager, okay, before T.C., excuse me, City of Dallas had never had a balanced budget until T.C. Broadnex came in as city manager. Okay, so what that means is he is spending the money in a responsible way. He's not, he's not doing deficit spending, putting a, you know, putting a, uh, uh, kicking the can down the road. So, when you say you want more law enforcement, that has to be paid for also.
0: That is also saying that he is spending money in a fair way Mm -hmm. for a long time, for many years. The, The budget of Dallas, South Dallas, the southern sector of Dallas, okay, those areas have not gotten their fair share of the funds that was coming that was coming into our tax base. It was all going basically to North Dallas. So they don't, anytime they don't get everything, just about everything, they they complain. This is the situation, you're in there, do you understand that? Hello?
1: Okay. All right, so Mm -hmm. go ahead, Rembonnet.
0: Well, this is, Broadnax has been the first fair city manager when it comes to spending that we've ever had. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this is this is something that's unusual to them, and they feel like they're being cheated because they've been made to share in the city budget. Okay. This this is a this is a problem we got, but thank God we got a strong city manager like Barnett. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. All right. Uh, we, we, Hello. Uh, it's time for a short break, and we're yeah. gonna be right back with more church information and open forum. One thing they call for is call and comment. Nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the line. Is the number rather. And we'll be right back. Yeah, what's
3: up? It's, I'm
1: a with honor, and we're back with more of the most powerful show on the radio. Church information in open form with your host, the Reverend Marion Barnett Sr. You there, Reverend Barnett? Yeah, I'm here. Do y'all hear me? Yes, we hear you now. Uh, Everybody can hear me now. Yeah, yeah. We, we want to bring in Miss B- Miss Lori Blair commissioner so she can talk about the issue with the warehouse on Wheatland. So can you bring Lori in? Good morning, Lori. Good morning. How are you this morning? Well, we had some technical problems but uh, our great engineer, Pierre, fixed everything and now we're ready to roll. So the first thing I wanted you to do is introduce yourself and explain what uh, what you do so the listeners can understand where you fit in in this uh, situation.
5: Okay, I am Lori Blair. I am the city planning and the, the city needs, the, the district needs, and the community's needs.
1: Okay. Now, um, regarding the disagreement about the warehouse, proposed warehouse on Wheatland, can you give us a little background on who's trying to build a warehouse and why are they trying to build a warehouse or what's going on with that?
5: Well, let me start off with explaining the process. Um, the way that that the zoning in Dallas operates is each parcel of land has a zoning classification. Or, and that zoning classification tells anyone what can and cannot be built on that
4: particular land.
1: Hang on a second, for me, Lord. There's something in the background that is interfering with what you're saying.
4: Uh,
1: Reverend Marnette, is that your phone? I don't think so. Okay, because it sounds like somebody got their TV on or something in the background.
0: No, my television is not
1: on. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead, Lori.
0: So, um,
5: what? So, whatever is built on, or whatever parcel of land there is in the city of Dallas, and the city has fourteen different districts. Mm-hmm. So, there is a commissioner for each district, and plus the mayor has a
4: commissioner.
5: So, any piece parcel of land has a zoning designation, whether it's for
4: agriculture,
5: to a warehouse, to housing, size of lots, and so on. That warehouse, well, the parcel of land that is at 1140 West Wheatland has, it is part of what's called a planned district. So you can have all of the, the zoning designation and you can have what's called a PD and that and it's that land is part of PD598 each PD has its own number there and on that PD there are different dis- sub districts and i'm i'm i may be getting too granular but I, I need to explain that portion first before we go on and that those parcels are desert, are are have a designation that says the major portion of that land can be a warehouse can by what we call by right uh, build have a warehouse built on it. That plan development was designed and um, went through the process back in two thousand and
1: one. Okay, that's twenty two that years ago.
5: Correct. Okay. And at that particular time, the what we have today was not in existence then. Right. Um, Yes, Carter High School was there, but there was not. I don't. Youth World was not there. The park that Wheatland Park was was just a, a blank land. That was not having that, that was not developed as it is today. Wall, I mean um, Target, and that whole entire retail strip did not exist.
1: Oh, and okay. So that was one big blank area. Yeah. Okay.
5: Um, I don't believe Unity Estates was there. Um, now the house and the housing that is south of well, which is which was east of Hampton was there. So The so, uh, apartment complex that's right across the street from there was there. Mm-hmm. The government center was not there.
1: So on that opposite of side of the street, everything was blank.
5: Yeah, and okay. a, a lot of the warehousing that was south of 20, was not there. Okay. So as needs uh, were established, development came. And when development came, needs always changed. So mm-hmm. what we, what, even when you grow up, what you needed at, at the age of five is not the same thing you need at the age of 25. Mm-hmm. And it's certainly not the same thing you need at the age of 45,
1: 55, or
5: 70.
1: Okay. So. um, Time to move forward.
5: Absolutely. And Friendship West was not there in 2000. Right. The PD was, there were changes to the PD to allow Friendship West to be built at that particular site.
1: When you yeah, say PD, what does that mean?
5: Land development. Okay. So Friendship West came in. Friendship West owns a lot of land right there. Most of our larger churches own a lot of land.
1: Mm-hmm. Because and there was nothing they, else there.
5: Absolutely. And if, if you are, and I'm sure Reverend Barnett can, can weigh in and, and, and attest to, our larger churches, even some of our smaller churches, will buy a lot that and build the church on a parcel or a piece of that lot and save the rest of the, 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 the land to develop things for the needs of the community at a later date.
1: Mm-hmm. When or they get the financing. The,
5: correct. Or, as a church grows and needs to be expanded, mm-hmm. they will take that that land that they own and build more to service the community in which it sits in.
4: right
1: okay so, uh, so I'm sorry
5: so as you know and you know the government centers was built. But also in uh, let me in 2000 and I I learned to like history because our history will tell us why we are sitting in where we're sitting today and what our future is going to look like.
1: Okay, let's go to a caller, Laura, and see if we can get some some of our uh, listeners involved with this. Okay. Uh, Who do we have?
5: Councilman, former Councilman
1: Casey Thomas. Good morning, Councilman Emeritus.
6: Uh, good morning. Good morning, Pastor Boyne. Good morning, Laura. Uh, of course, I'm not going to end, end, involve this. It was not my district. I'm not the council member now. What I was calling about, I did not know she was going to be on at this time, is the uh, Texas NAACP and many of our other partners were able to successfully defeat the voucher bill again Okay. in Austin. Yep. this had on yesterday. Good. So we want to encourage people to celebrate this victory. It was a lot of hard work. It was a, uh, it's a politics makes raise fellas. It was a partnership between the uh, Democrats, the House Democrats and 21 rural Republicans who do not see value in this. And we need to tell the governor it's time to stop this. Four special sessions four defeats. He's owing four and and it's not looking good. It lets you know that it's other motives behind this that what's good for children, and we need to encourage him to stop this. If he right. wants to try and get out on those um, Republicans during the primary, then that's up to him. But you got people who got got to work, they got to make a living. It's time to stop this. A lot of people to come back home, spend time with their family. Take care of the business. And if he can't get it particular passed now, then hopefully in the next legislative session, then he can bring that back. So I just want to say, man, a victory. Encourage people to be supportive. Call your representatives. Call your state house members. Thank them for standing strong against this because it would have been disastrous for our children and for children are all over the state. Thank you. All right, Casey. Remember
0: Barnett? Yes.
6: Uh, There's
1: something in your background that we're hearing because when we turn you off, we don't hear it anymore. In, in the background that you don't hear? Yeah, when, when, when we turn you, coming, when we when we put you on. my phone. Yeah, it's coming through your phone. When we put you on hold, we don't hear it. So can you see if you can uh clean that up for us because we can hear, kind of, here. <laughs> uh, okay, go right ahead, go right ahead. All
0: right. Come, all
1: right. Keep, now, the show, the, keep this show moving. Okay, all right all, right, all right, all right. Okay, uh, thank you very much, uh, uh, Councilman Emeritus Thomas. Uh, do we have another caller?
5: Yes, we have Robert.
4: Hello. Okay,
1: uh, you guys call on back in nine seven two six four seven one eight nine three is the number. Uh, we're the Voice of the People, the most powerful show on the radio. Church information in open form with Reverend Marion Barnett, Senior. Okay, do we have somebody now? Okay, uh, good morning, Robert.
0: Good morning, good morning. Uh, did did Miss Blair say that they changed the zoning for Friendship Westville Church
1: at that location? Laurie? Uh, Laurie? Yes, sir. She, I think he's asking you a question.
5: I couldn't hear the question. I can't hear what your, your caller is uh, saying. My stage. question
1: was: I think that it sounded like you said that the
0: zoning was changed for Friendship West to build a church at that location. At that location.
5: I'm sorry. What
1: did he? Um, he said um, that. Did you say that the zoning was changed for Friendship West to build a church yeah. on that land? I said no.
5: The zone that when. Friendship West came in, they have a piece of that land that was part of that PD. I don't, I cannot tell you that emphatically that the zoning was changed for Friendship West, but they have a large portion of that PD on Wheatland.
1: I can't hear what Miss Blair said.
5: Let me call back in um, uh, the
1: uh, ho- 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 Hold on. Hold on, Lauren. Let me get my. Hello. Oh, boy. Uh, good.
4: Uh,
1: thanks for calling in, Robert. Uh, and uh, we're trying to get these technical issues resolved. Can, uh, uh, Laura, are you still there? Maybe she caught back in. I can hear you. Can you
5: hear me?
1: Okay. Uh, now, Robert, uh, can you go back to what you were saying and what your your comment was?
0: Yes, it sounds yeah, just like uh, Miss Blair was saying that the zoning has changed on the PD for Friendship West to be built at that location.
1: Uh huh. Did you hear, Lori? Um. She's there. She's there. Okay. Well, I, Lori, can you hear us? Mm-mm. Come on, guys. Right, okay. uh,
0: but can I say something else? Yes, you can. Yes. Uh, what Rem Burnett said that T.C. Barnack has been able to have a balanced budget in Dallas and things that they have been able to do since they came in, 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 in power. Into the city. Well, I guess he was elected. I mean, hired. And it's so true. Rem Burnett uh, told it exactly the way it is. And also, the infrastructure in southern Dallas that's all the land around UNT now Mm -hmm. that have infrastructure is because of T.C. Brodnick's administration. Right. Uh And and also what Reverend Burnett was saying, all the money was being spent, bond money was being spent in North Dallas. Is correct
1: in the northern sector. If okay.
0: People don't have that knowledge of that. You know, all the bond money was always going north. We get the, the the potholes; they fix the potholes. Mm-hmm. So when, okay. when when TC Barnex came in, they they they, they start demanding uh, putting bond money in southern Dallas and infrastructure. Okay. So now we have infrastructure around UNT Skyline Ranch where we could develop now. Right. See, they had had everything; they were keeping the infrastructure away from Southern Dallas because they wanted the white developers to come in and buy the land, and then they would put. Uh, the okay. And, and also that a lot of the, uh, our our citizens in Dallas don't understand that at one time where the Trinity middle middle golf course out there all that land at one time was owned by the the city of Dallas over 700 acres of land was donated to AT&T and they also gave them a $20 million, $22 million check to build that golf course and they were able to cut a deal that Byron Nelson would be there for one year. Okay. But all that was by design and conspiracy. So now the land that was owned by the city of Dallas and a $22 million check has gone to make that golf course a private golf course. And, and that's where SMU golf team practice. Okay.
1: So, to me that. Uh, Rob, we got to hold on for a second. We got to take this break, and we're gonna we're gonna bring you right back. Uh, and we'll be back for more church information. Open forum, the most powerful show on the radio on KNON eighty nine point three FM or KNON.org. Yeah, what's up? It's time. I'm gonna kick it with line, y'all know. Here we go. It's, 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 well, it's time. To make that change And we're back With more church information Open forum On the most powerful show The most powerful show On the radio Right here on KNON 89.3 The voice of the people Alright Robert uh, Let let me make sure that uh, Laurie is here Laurie you still here?
5: Yes I'm here
1: Okay Alright now go ahead Robert You can dial out with Laurie now Robert Now we lost Robert
0: And the PD was changed when Friendship West built their church. called Friendship West to build a church on the other land. Is, is that correct? I'm sorry, I missed part of his
5: question. Let's
1: repeat it one more time, Robert. Okay, it, it sounded when you
0: it like you had said that the zoning was changed for Friendship West to build a church. From the existing PD in 2002.
5: In 2001, the, the PD was was um, came into being, and in that PD, there's there are different tracks. Friendship West has is built on one of those tracks. Uh, right, they're, they're in track number two uh, A. And what was the
0: eight, zoning what was what was the zoning when prince Philip West built that church
5: I could, can't tell you what it was before I don't have the historical information I can tell you what it is right now okay. and and what that and and in their track there's each tract of land has uses they have a, a, a list of uses that each land, what can be built on that land, and in that track, it the church can be built. But in track and track two, it 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 looks like there's residential, single family, um, college dormitories, and handicapped services that can be built on that track of land. On um, in let me say also say this. There is no zoning classification that denies a church from being built on it.
7: That's right. That's very correct.
5: So with no matter what what the land is zoned, a church can always be built on that land and there is never a time that we
0: deny a church the right to be built. Right. And, and and that that is part of the division in our community, and that is the reason why we have churches on every other corner and <laughs> churches next to each other and cross from each other. <laughs> and and that's by design to keep us divided.
5: Okay. I wouldn't say divided. I would say that that gives us the right to worship wherever we
0: want to worship. Right, but I mean, each one of those preachers has a different philosophy about God. Hmm. And they
1: well, well let, let's uh let's 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 stick to what we're trying <laughs> yeah. to talk about when it comes down to yeah, this this particular product right pro- 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 no we didn't we didn't plan on that <laughs> so all right yeah. now getting getting back to what we originally started now uh you got anything else you say Rob because I got other callers
0: no well I, I was just trying to you know zoning is is very important in 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 our community and if there's zoning that's uh, a disadvantage, which that warehouse should not be there. I agree that, but when when zoning is in place, it's it's hard to to change that zoning. You know, because like I, I have property that's on industrial research and industrial manufacturing, and that's a, a zoning that you will not be able to get in the city of Dallas. I don't think at this time, but now, and people have asked me to change. It was suggested that it may be something better than the industrial zoning on the property that I have on, on Interstate 45. But but I want to keep my zoning, you know. Uh, so when when zoning is in place now, I think that if, if they were trying to get that zoning that's already existing, they would never be able to get it right now.
1: All right, Robert. Let, let me take Tony uh, on uh, on line one, and uh, we appreciate you calling. Comment. Uh, go ahead, Tony.
7: Good morning. How you doing? Good morning. Mine's gonna be more of a commentary more than than, a, than a, You know, that's one of the reasons. If you notice, when the mayor got in office, it was two objectives. He was trying to get rid of the, the sheriff, no, the police, police chief. chief and Rosnick. city manager. Uh, uh td brockner um and remember about about a year or two ago he, he was trying to have a coup to get him out because north dallas didn't want what was happening right mm-hmm. they needed they needed all that money to go north mm-hmm. okay and the mayor and the and the mayor you know objective was he, he got rid of the female police chief
1: black female african-american woman
7: Couple, about, about a year or two later he, he went after uh, the city manager. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for um, some of the black
1: council the people, councilman people, people right? who who stood behind him right? The current manager wouldn't be in, in office. So and now we can see you know. what was going on the plan uh, and why things took place the way they took place because we see what the mayor did he Jump to the Republican Party.
7: Yeah, yeah. Well, that that too. I mean, that, I'm that, saying that, that was that was, was of, one
1: thing, and there was another thing, and here's the third thing.
7: You know because what it, what it was was North Dallas wanted that was his man. He he he, he was a sheep in wolf clothing, and the fact of it is, is just a wolf in sheep clothing. He, you know, right? <laughs> uh, 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 you no, know, because really. I don't think he was trying to win the mayor race. I think he threw his, his name in there, and they didn't want uh, two councilmen. I think from uh, uh, two white councilmen that were, was Democrat liberal. Right. They didn't want them in. in um, right.
1: You know, uh, uh, mm-hmm. and I so remember that Ted. Well, I can't remember the guy's yeah, yeah. name, but yeah, I was kind of shocked about that.
7: Yeah. Okay. When, uh,
1: now, uh, what was his name? Uh, yeah. I was it, the right previous now. mayor endorsed him as a Republican? I'm saying, I'm saying oh, that's oh. different. <laughs> is that what you so, mean? So, yeah, and and, and 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 the thing is this, is that,
7: because uh, I think his intention was to run for a Bernice Johnson spot, but when Jackson won, there was no other way for him to move. There was no other way for him to move. In his uh, mind. With the, uh, the, uh, uh, the, uh, well, considering that he's a political uh, career person, you're right. But now his next move is the Senate of the United States. He, he you know, and, 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 and if you look at it, his last term is twenty twenty seven. John John Cornyn, last year as, as well his his last his next re election is twenty twenty seven. So so the, the 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 line's been set for him to run for Senate. I just know that information is in, to put in context how the, the city manager is doing his job and the fact that he's doing it they didn't like that. And, you, and now you see why they try to push them out, you know, and, and all, like a of no confidence
1: through the mayor. Well, I you know, uh, this state does not like diversity, equity, inclusion, and it starts at the top. And so it's filtering down through to, to <coughs> local government. When the governor says you can't use diversity, equity, inclusion, uh, that sends a message. And it's a dog whistle and other people respond to it. So that's what you're seeing.
7: Well, uh, not only that, uh, the last point I make is this: now he can say that he's a democratic, i uh, a Republican, mayor, who's who's controlling one of the largest cities in uh, in America. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas whereas that that, that that's what that, that that's is going to be his mantra for running is you know, that out over a, a city, Dallas number ten or whatever, whatever. And we did this, this, and this. this. Look at the police force. This this and this. And and last is this. We're talking about taxes and taxes, right? Put the number together. How many police officers and I'm gonna, I'm gonna give a number of like three thousand police officers. There's one point five million or a million plus probably uh civilians within Dallas property. They cannot really police that many people. No. And 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 and, and, and that's why you have the, the that's why you have them. And they shoot people, it is just scare them. You know, and it's just this, we y'all our us, so we gonna kill with the force because guess what? you must more scared of dying than anything else. So we cannot fight one million people. And that's the reality, no one look at the numbers. Go to numbers, how many post officers that the, the city of Dallas has, and how many residents they have. And, and, and it's, it'll scare you because you know what? It, now, now they, they use that, well, they're the force but it's more of of keeping in compliance because they know that they don't have enough weapons or the numbers to defeat a million people. How do you use that thinking?
1: Yeah. Because you know every major city in the country has a law enforcement shortage. Dallas is no exception. Uh but from this a different perspective you know law enforcement the boots on the ground need to be given more a more high priority than you know some other occupations because of the proliferation of guns now if we didn't have all these guns out here the crime the 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 homicide rate might be a little bit lower but every time you look up on tv you see somebody pulling a gun so oh well uh Laurie, you still there? Yes, sir. Okay. Now before I take another call, I want to go back to you and get back to what our main topic well our, our to, to, to the the theme that we started off with. Now we talked about the history and the zoning. Now from the neighborhood perspective, um uh, okay, you got high schools, recreational centers, churches, government service buildings, and what about the the noise pollution, the diesel pollution, uh, the street uh, the street wear and tear? Can you talk about that a little bit?
5: Well, it's easy to start with the, the wear and tear of the street. Wheatland is designated as a non truck right. If you drive up and down Wheatland from 35 to Hampton, you will see signs that says no trucks, no 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 commercial vehicles. And the and the, the streets are not designated and designed and engineered to handle the weight that um commercial vehicles bring.
4: Okay.
5: The, and and let me say this. The city has has contributed millions of dollars to engineer and develop the International Inland Port, which is also in my district, which I also do the zoning for, which is just about four or five miles east of this location. The streets the, and everything out there has been specifically engineered and developed for warehousing and truck traffic. Okay, that the international inland port IIPOD. It was developed. At the Allen Group. They had a mindset in the 1990s to because logistically speaking. You can go from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean when you get on I twenty. Right, and so it is a ma- Dallas is a major is a major interstate commerce city because you can go from Atlantic to, to the Pacific, and you can go up and down thirty five and forty five from the Gulf all the way to Canada. So logistically speaking, in the 1990s, the Allen group came up with a concept and idea to, to, to develop the inland port. It was not developed, and it has its own planned development as PD761 and its planned development is strictly developed for warehouse truck traffic, and the streets have been engineered to handle that type of traffic and the weight of the truck
1: right. 70,000 pounds when it's loaded right. at least it was when I drove.
5: Um yeah it's about the same thing now my son drives. Okay. Um and so the inland port the international inland port is is is, uh, is managed by four municipalities the I and and that's Dallas Wilmer Hutchins and um uh, and um Lancaster and when it but it was not it did not come into being until 2004 2005 somewhere around there so it was after the pd was developed or the or, and managed on wheatland that's why you will see a lot of warehouses outside of the inland port okay and and, yes, if you will look at the streets, you'll look at the infrastructures, you'll see there's a lot of potholes because of the trucks that are constantly driving the street.
1: With all so, that weight.
5: With all that weight. Hmm? And if you drove a truck, you know a truck cannot stop at the same time and, and the same distance that a car. Takes a mile. And a car only takes seats. Hmm? and at I at seventy miles an
1: hour, at fifty at, miles an hour, yes, hour, it takes right. a half a mile. <laughs> Correct,
5: thank you, and, and, and thank you because you have you have a, the, the 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 information I don't have. Oh yeah, I just I, used to drive a I just know that a a, a a big rig is the is three or four car lengths to a car.
1: For instance, let me give you. For instance, I was on I twenty and I saw this lady broke down in my. 18-wheeler. And by the time the truck stopped, and I I had to walk back a mile to get to her to help Mm. her fix her flat tire. And she Mm. asked me, she said, do do I owe you anything? I said, no, but you got to drive me back to my truck. Well,
5: yeah, so you know what, and, and, and if you remember what you drove, how you drove at the age of 16, 17, and 18, it's not with the proficiency that you drive or the, the mindset that you drive at 30, 40, 60, and 70.
1: All right, Laura, let's take a call. We have um, Ike online
0: four. Good morning, Ike. Good morning. How y'all doing? I think it's break time.
1: I'm, I hate to get started when we go to break. Uh, we we gonna we gonna bring you over since you said break. I guess we'll go to it. All right, we'll bring you right back. All right, on the most powerful show on radio, according to Ice Team Church Information Open Form. Yeah, what's up? It's time. I'm
4: gonna
3: kick it with
2: mine, y'all know.
1: It's time. And we're back with the second hour of the Church Information and open forum show with your host Marion Barnett Sr. on KNO-N 89.3 FM the voice of the people. Uh, I, I certainly hope that the the listening audience uh, when Jim Hightower does his uh, great pieces that it doesn't go in one ear and come out of the other one as the old cliche is. Uh, we, we have to have somebody you know on the planet that understands what truth is what logic is that have some semblance of character I mean nobody's perfect there's only one Jesus because uh, I, I was looking at this show and it's a tongue-in-cheek show about this time traveler from 3036 and he came back and he says well we have you have we have technology but the environment is destroyed degraded to where we can't even come outside without a mask in any circumstance, okay. And you, this concept, this uh, European concept of putting what do you call it? what is what is the word free 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 enterprise above everything is what's destroying the country, the world. Okay, we need to we need to. You have to balance things, okay? All right, let's get back to, to Ike. You there, right? Yes, sir. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Okay, uh, I want to talk about the White House on Wilson Road, uh, and I got a couple
0: of questions for Miss uh, Blood. When I first, I want to make my statement. I was at the meeting, and bottom line is, you got eight white men sitting on a pellet, uh board about a permit that has already been denied by the city. And you got eight white men that overturned that to put a warehouse in a predominantly all-black district. So I don't know how this particular board is picked. I doubt if any of them live in our area, and one of them had the uh, audacity to say that when the speaker spoke, especially the witnesses about the problems that's going to be with safety, environmental and everything else, he said, "We don't need to hear all this about emotions. In other words, he's telling you, we don't want to hear y'all and he told the city attorney who was supposed to be I do put the emphasis on supposed to be representing, uh, the city, of uh, the southern sector, told him it was wrong for him to even bring them up because they didn't want to help. Wow. Let me see. I was there. I, I sit there from 11 to 16 in the evening because I had to leave before the vote to go across the street to sit on another board.
1: So you had you sat there seven hours? Is that what you are saying?
0: I sit there the whole time and listen. I listen at Senator West. I listen at uh, Pastor Haynes, but they won't. They let all these people leave, and then they start their little dirt. And
1: oh, that sounds that sounds disingenuous.
0: Wait a minute, <laughs> the city attorney—that's disingenuous. And the city star, the city star, witness I think his last name is Navarro. He's supposed to be in transportation. They did not fight the fight that the community was fighting. They fought to change access. Because they said, we're trying to help you build this warehouse. We want you to get your warehouse. We just want you to come in off of 20 instead of off of So I said that to say this. We did not have any representation in this whole process. We went up against an all white
1: community place. oh that the we optics the optics were not the optics uh don't look no. good with that that's not it's good not optics. They look
0: good
1: mm-hmm. they didn't
0: want to hear nothing and uh, i asked them how is this i was told that these eight white men are supposed to be engineers so now let me ask you a practical question you think engineers go stop a building from being built when that's how they make their living engineering and construction. Uh-huh. So we got had, we got took, taken on this whole deal. As I say, we didn't have a dog in the fight. Hmm. Uh, and for the city attorney to act like he was fighting for us is the biggest lie. We we went for uh, during that day. That man did not fight for us. Mm, he fought against us. Mm. He was. And if anybody got common sense, I ought to know that. Right. So my question to Miss Brown is, where do we go to now? Because. One thing we do have the people that's leading the way. They had Lee Clyman, which was on the city council before, that helped put that charter school on the corner of the corner of 35 in Camp Wilson. They had him and Eric Wilson, who both put that school on that corner. They back there commencing and talking together, but Eric Wilson put on this big uh, charade. Like he's helping us, so hmm. I mean, I'm I might not been born, uh, <laughs> you know, yesterday. Because but, but I know I know it's a bunch of mess when I see it. So I think we can win this. We got to keep fighting, but we got to go in a different direction. And I would ask Pastor Freddie hangs over the friendship with to try to get. I know it's hard, but try to get more community. People and business people involved, because the church seems to have taken the lead. But it's the church and the church members. When you got the community and you got businesses over there, they need to try to get uh, Commissioner Price and uh, Judge Jones and everybody they can, because it's going to interfere with the government in our house.
1: All right, let me, so me ask, ask you we about. Uh, repo you, repo le- we can. Let me ask you about uh, your uh, your. Uh, uh, Excuse me, school board representative foreman. I, I don't, I don't recall hearing anything from her. And of course, I know you're not her, but uh, we'd like to hear from her. And as you mentioned, uh, Commissioner Price, you know. Well, let me
0: say this right here about a a, a school board trustee foreman. She's in the fight. She's uh-huh. in the fight deeper than you would ever imagine. No, she doesn't call the show like she used to, mm. because he was. Uh, it was a big ruckus over this on this show about renaming the uh, uh, Jack Kincaid and uh, the whole stadium over there. It was a big mess about
1: that. And well, now wait. hold, 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 hold the, it, hold it. The, now, now this is a this is a talk show, so there are going to be dissenting opinions. And if a person does not agree on a particular subject, well, you know, we, we, we have to remember that uh, the overarching objectives need to be put first. And if you, well, if they, I disagree they, they, with I, you I'm on something. I'm
0: trying to stay on topic. Okay. Right. I'm trying to stay on topic, Leon, about this warehouse. Oh, I, this I, I imagine. You, you, you have the floor.
1: The you have the floor.
0: But, but you asked me about Miss Foreman. I now. did. Mm-hmm. No, nobody going to call this show and be lied on, ridiculed, and criticized for something that somebody else did.
4: Oh,
1: okay. I, I don't recall it, that. It but so, so
0: to he... her arm to force her to get away that, that uh, somebody else is selfish and wants something done mm-hmm. and she's being attacked on every side by her peers and other people in the community. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't okay. call the show anything. If I was seeing an attack like that, but you know, so she she's fighting, but she has to fight in a different way. She's fighting against a very warehouse, and Miss Farmer is just not somebody they picked off for the corner of Marseilles and Ann Arbor to be on the school board. Her resume outstands and outreaches anybody's resume in city government, or state government here in, in Dallas, Texas. She has a very extensive. She's been on bank board, She's on the dart board, the school board, and she's been on so many boards and did so much for this city. And her education—if she's really stopped—she's a. She has a doctor's degree, but nobody respects that. So, and
1: she fighting Okay, well, here. now I understand what you're saying. I, right, but, but, yeah. uh, and, and then we need to move well, let's forward. Get back on target. Let's get back. Yeah, on we, target, need, we need, target. but I need to get this in there first. Let, uh,
0: yeah, but but I like to ask Miss Bird a
1: question. Where do we go from but Hold it, hold it, hold it, hold it, it. Hold, it hold it, hold it, Let me let me get this go in ahead. here first. Miss Foreman is welcome to call back any time and refute anything that's said, because that's what we do. Okay. Now go ahead. Well, well,
0: last time she called in Leon when y'all was talking about uh security at the school,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it was another host on there. They said they had took all the scanners which they not scanners They left. okay, they you
1: said they, it was another it was host was it me
0: y right. so, you was co-hosting with him, both of y'all were there
1: okay i don't I don't remember that, but again, well, I
0: just about it, but well, I'm from Dallas, let me put it mm-hmm. like that Born and mm-hmm. raised in Dallas, mm-hmm. I know not all of Dallas history, but I know like Miss Hawkins that went down there and talked there at one house said she remember. When a Wheeler Road was a two-lane highway, one mm-hmm. going east, one going west. Mm-hmm. okay. I went to Carter High School from 71 to 73. It was an all-white school, and the fruit bus loads of us going over there. Okay. So we have been through a lot to come in here and let folks take this from us. But we need to deal with this all-white, clansman type of a panel that made a decision against the black community.
1: And I will let somebody else talk. Okay, thank you for your call and comment. Uh, is Reverend Barnett still there? Okay. All right. Uh, let's take another call then. Sandra on line three. Good morning, Sandra.
5: Hey, how are you doing? We're doing. Um. Uh, I'm Sandra Crenshaw, and I represented uh, District 8 uh, 30 years ago. And so during that time, um, we just began to get black representation, a uh, proportionate, uh, we had five black seats on the city council. Uh, it's uh, called 14 one and we had five black seats. It was also during that time that the inland port, uh, became uh, very prominent, um, and there was a need for an inland port in Dallas. And it was also also during that time that the city recognized that they had developed northern Dallas as far as they could go. It's almost, almost to Oklahoma. And the only place where they had vacant land, which uh, Blair uh, described that area, just blanket land, just blank land. Uh, that that was where we were going to have to develop to make Dallas grow, to 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 get our tax base uh, increased.
1: You mean grow south?
5: And so big part
1: grow south.
5: Yes. Well, go south is one of the terms they have a, mm-hmm. every year. They have a, every mayor has a different uh, terminology Buzzword. for it. go south. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. For so go south. And uh, there's been a lot of um, politics going on. It's uh, big city politics. Uh you hear uh Robert Petrie talk about conspiracy. Uh Mr uh Ike talked about conspiracy and and and, and 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 talk about, you know, a racial a racial uh balance uh on uh people who are making the decisions. And so it is very, very much um uh, uh very uh much part of the city. And another thing is that Dallas is one of the few large cities that zones uh, has a zoning has a zo- zones its um, its land development. Houston does not. Houston doesn't have land development, and so that's the reason why they are okay.
1: Can I can um, I stop you for a second? Sure. We, you you got to be a little bit more clear. You say Houston doesn't have land development.
5: Oh, Houston doesn't have zoning. They don't have zoning like we do. Okay, we 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 zone we we zone our our land development.
1: Okay, Laura, do you have if any you idea be, what what can you clarify this? If you have the uh, uh, expertise. Well,
5: yeah, Dallas has. Right now, we're we're working through forward Dallas go south is now for Dallas if you get it for lack of a clarity mm-hmm. um, and and we systematically go through our city and look at the land designation areas and we are trying to determine what is the highest and best use of land in, in the city of Dallas and what Ms. Crenshaw is saying is in Houston, they don't have that type of process. It doesn't appear as though they have that type of process or policy no, that, says, and that says that at this piece, at this particular area, this is the, the designation that we want to put in this area. And in the forward Dallas that process that we're going through right now, we are looking at the, the totality of the city and saying this is what we think the designation should be. Okay. And it so when you and when you look at District A, the community has been very outspoken about what they want in their in every area of District Eight to best represent the community that's already there and how they
0: wish to grow.
1: Okay, let me stop you here, uh, Rev. Barnett. You got anything you want to say? Reverend, I'm
0: Re- saying that um, they've all been correcting their assessment of in Dallas, Dallas, has always had harsh uh, hear? zoning and, and Houston have never had any zoning. In fact, in Houston, you can hear your million dollar house and someone come in the knock next door and uh, put up a natural gas, you know, start proper there. That's how it's been like that. uh, But see, Dallas has become the third largest city in the state of Texas now. San Antonio is larger than Dallas now, within the city limits. But. These things are all true and development, but what we don't get and just not beginning to get is some type of development headed toward our community. Right. Our, our community needs some development, but not the type of development they want to put there. Right. that that's well, I should be next to the church, the church tree, and to uh, the, uh, the while uh, the uh, I'm a shock that it's there. What have those politicians had to say about that? Have you gotten anything on that? Uh
5: Well, I I have not spoken to every one of the politicians. I know... And they are
1: welcome to call in and give their assessment of what's going on.
5: I know that Senator West was at the Building Inspection Advisory board on last Tuesday. He spoke Mm -hmm. in favor of the community. Uh, Mr. Stein, Isaac, Stein was there. All right,
1: we got to take a break. So just give us enough time, Laurie, and we're going to be right back. With more of the most powerful show on the radio, Church Information and Open form.
4: I, I
5: would like to ask a question of the player. We're gonna we're gonna bring you back. We'll
1: bring you back. Oh, thank you. On <laughs> Church Information and Open form, the most powerful show on the
2: radio on 89.3 FM, The Voice of the
4: People.
1: And we're back with more of the most powerful show on the radio, church information in open form on 89.3 FM, the voice of the people. Uh, Laurie, can I ask you a question before we get back to the callers? Laurie, can you hear me? Laurie? Laurie?
4: Yes, I can hear
1: you. Okay, what is the name what is the name of the developer that's going to that wants to do this project?
4: The
5: name of the developer that wants to do the project is Stone Lake Six, SL
1: Six. Stone Lake Six, did you say? Yes.
5: Yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Now Rob Barnett made an important point. The 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 southern sector wants development but they want development that is consistent with the community needs and the community desires and the community wishes so so uh, that that property could be used for say an office park some office space how about that or how about some affordable housing how about that okay so we want to make sure that uh, the developer understands that we're not against. Can you hear me? Yes. We're not against development overall, but we want development that's consistent with the overall, uh, what's the word, Blorey?
5: Designation.
1: Designation, the overall uh impact the overall uh usage of that area. Okay? So we don't want, we're not against the development, we just we're just against that type of development.
5: Okay, so let me also say this. Some lake SL six also builds multifamily. They are building what multifamily development in West Valley. Okay. I specifically asked Mr. Kleinman um, to ask them if, if they would not consider building multi-family in that space opposed to a warehouse. I, as the zoning commissioner for District 8, there I, I consider... Specifically, say that the community that would that surrounds the area and the district as a whole would not be in opposition of changing the zoning designation of that piece of land from industrial to mixed use. Or, resi- or or multifamily of any type of common. We wouldn't be opposed to that. In fact we, would, we welcome them since they are, uh, since, they are um, since they are also a, a developer that developed multifamily to build it there.
1: Okay, somebody's phone is making a kind of like a noise. It's a distraction. So can you stop? I'm not talking about you, Laurie. I'm talking about whoever else is online. Okay, now, the lady that wanted to finish her point, is she still there? Sandra. Sandra. Yes, this is Kendra. Okay, go ahead, ma'am. Uh, uh,
5: most times, she's back to You're going in and out,
1: ma'am. You got to get a stronger phone quality.
5: Can you hear me now?
1: Let's see how it works.
5: Um, most of the time, Miss Blair is very factual, and she does her homework, and goes. I'm very proud uh, to know her. I used to work with her uh, with the Elite News. But uh, I'm very disappointed that she doesn't know the history of how this zoning case got to be... Uh, for a warehouse.
1: Okay, well, can you bring us up to speed on that in a brief fashion? Hello.
5: It is. Hello. It's too. It's too long. You'd have to have a timeline, and uh, it is. It is too long. There's been so many plans built for that church, and how it for the church. Uh. You, for the church, yes, yes. They owned, they, at one point, they owned uh, where the government center is. They all who? From they who, ma'am? Camp Friendship West.
1: Okay, you're saying at one and time Friendship Pol- West owned that entire plot. Is that what you're saying? Yes,
5: yes, that, that's right. From that's Polk? They had, uh, they had. Uh,
1: okay, I'm trying to get some uh, clarification, ma'am. From Polk all the way to where the present structure is. Is that what you're saying?
5: Yes, and all the way to uh, Hampton, I believe it was. Okay. And so there have been lots of zoning changes, lots of different elected officials, lots of different uh, history. And in order to truly understand what is going on... And I heard her say that she had not... She didn't understand... Or she okay, did let me let me, know,
1: let me clarify something, ma'am. What we're talking about now is how to get something other than a warehouse with tractor-trailer traffic on that
5: property. I'd like to offer a suggestion. Okay, go right ahead. I'd like to offer a suggestion. Um, Ms. Blair, have you considered talking with the developer and asking them to relocate to a different location maybe there's the city has some property or the city has uh some tabs or another uh developer has some property and they may want to switch out their property owner and there's also you know the city has incentives to please the community and certainly a warehouse is not Is it's it's not part of uh, a planned development that's conducive to the community, and so if you try to work out something, we've done that several times with uh, several uh, developers before. So I'd like to suggest that you do that. If you're saying that there's nothing really can be done, yeah, I have already done that. I I have, and as well as the president of the inland port has offered like this, the opportunity to build their warehouse in the appropriate place. And that's the international inland port of Dallas that offer has already happened and they have chose not to accept that offer. Just as the, as the, the, the suggestion and the question was made, that since they own the land, if they would not consider uh, building multi-family, since that is something they also do very well, as opposed to the warehouse at 1140 West Weekend. The, the response that I got to that was a stone note.
1: Okay. All right. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Ms. Is Crenshaw. Any
5: other incentives? Okay. Thank
4: you. Uh,
1: all right. That please the line for... Call and comment, 972-647-1893. Now, uh, I want to kind of go back to something that I mentioned about the demographics of that board, okay? The optics do not look good. They do not look, uh, what can I say? How, how, does, uh, how does the gentleman put it? Anti-racist. When you have a board, eight people, you don't have any people of color and you don't have any females. That's how, if I went to trial with that board as the judge of the jury, the first thing my attorney would say, well, my client can't get a fair trial. He's an African American. So this is disingenuous. Okay. Okay, Let me.
5: I'm Let me sorry? say this: the board is a quasi-judicial board, yes, and it is made up of those that are engineers. It was the process was it was but uh, what, what the, the attorney that was uh, from. Uh, no, what the board member was saying that they were upset that that the residents, all of us were speaking from the needs in an emotional point of view and that they were there. To well, but let
1: me ask you a question. Hold on, let me stop you for a second. What is the definition of emotional? What does that mean?
5: Uh, that we had, that we lived and from what they inferred that we had an emotional state in what was going on. We were speaking from our hearts and they wanted to only look at the decision from a technical standpoint mm-hmm. that, from a, from an engineering standpoint and not from a, a, a standpoint of how it, what it would do to the health and safety of a community.
1: Okay, but what about the, okay, you just talked about engineering. Did you not mention something about the trucks and the, and the road not being? Oh,
5: absolutely.
1: Isn't that engineering?
5: Absolutely.
1: Okay, so see, this is this is the kind of this is why people don't like me. <laughs> because if I see an elephant in the room, I say, "Well, there's an elephant in this room," and unfortunately, somebody has to say the election was not stolen. You see what I'm saying? Somebody has to have sense because that's why everything is in chaos now. Somebody has to say uh, there are too many guns in existence. It's too easy for a 13 year old kid to get a gun. Somebody has to have some sense. Somebody has to say, you can't put profit above the environment, okay? And people don't like that. Well, somebody has to say it, or else maybe we're not going to be able to function, like the man from 3036 says. Okay.
5: Okay, now I will tell you how I feel.
1: Uh-huh. And then we got to take a call. Okay, I live in
5: this community. I live a half a mile north of this state what is built there will personally impact my ability to drive up and down Wheatland, Hampton, and Polk mm-hmm. in a safe fashion. Mm-hmm. I, on a daily basis, you, uh, you will, I take pictures of everything I see. On the Saturday before that, that, that hearing, uh, well, Friday, as I went to the, the renaming of Kincaid to the Shikari uh, Richard Shikari Richardson Stadium, there was a fire or some type of activity at the multifamily location right across the street from the spot. Mm-hmm. I took pictures. When you got to Polk in Wheatland, the police had blocked off Wheatland at Polk because they were because of the activity. I took a picture of that. After the event, I take, I decided to come back up Hampton instead of coming up Post. And right there in the 20s, and, and, and Hampton at the Shell gas station was a car accident. I took pictures of that. This is what we see on a daily basis. And they're saying that they're going to bring in, it's a speculative uh, warehouse. They can't say who's coming. They're just saying if they're going to build a warehouse. But my position is if you bring in 10, you bring in 100, you bring in 5,000. One truck is one truck too many when you're putting it across the street from a school, a government center, a youth world. A a multi-family development, a a single-family community, a high school, churches, and a park. Of course. It just
4: doesn't make sense.
1: Well, it makes sense. It doesn't make sense to us. But in this uh, capitalist society, which is, you know, this is the way it's been established. The business people don't care about what makes sense to the uh, to the, the citizens what, what did Jim Hightower say the plutocrat doesn't care about the work okay let's take a call uh, uh, yes uh, uh, barrister uh, are you there
0: yes sir
1: well good morning oh,
0: good morning I've been trying to call you
1: well you, you got it you, this is the most powerful show on the radio so yes. <laughs> sometimes that's the way it is go right ahead
0: was in and, and uh, to uh, uh, take any uh, questions that the listeners may have on any any issue. Uh, and I, I think Red Barnett is still on the line. Is that
1: correct? Uh, let's see. Okay, let's see. Hold on, just a second. Yeah, but this is not actually the second Saturday. This is the third Saturday, right? Say that again. This is not the second Saturday. This is the third Saturday, correct?
0: Uh, You might be, uh, I think you might be correct.
1: I am. I'm looking at the calendar. So. Oh, <laughs> uh,
0: okay. <laughs> so. All so right, uh, well, uh, then this is the third Saturday. Right. So then, uh it's not a fairity
1: that I would fall in with, with but but you can uh you know give us your comment on the, the, the thing that we're talking about, uh the land ownership uh situation uh with what's going on uh with this warehouse. And again, we wanna we wanna stress we're not against development. We just want a more community friendly development and uh, there are ways I haven't seen the projections or what they would make with a warehouse but affordable housing can make a lot of money housing just market rate housing can make a lot of money office space can make a lot of money and particularly if you get together with uh, hold on just a second Uh, particularly if you can get together with uh, a company that will want to relocate to Dallas. Uh, We don't have a lot of companies relocating to the southern sector, and I certainly would be amiss with saying that, uh, well, you know, is this because that's that's predominantly African-American area? But there are things like call centers, other things that could be put in office space that would be welcome in that community. Okay, uh, Barrister, do you have anything else you want to say?
0: No, 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 I I, I don't. Uh, uh.
1: All right, then. Thank you for your call and comment. That frees up line, 972-647-1893. And it's time for a break. So we'll be right back with more of the most powerful show on the radio, church information in open form on KNON 89.3 FN or KNON.org if you're streaming. Yeah, Yo, what's up? I'm kick with the line,
3: y'all.
1: All right, now we're back uh, with more church information in open form. On the People Station, the voice of the people. All right. Who do we have? Good morning, Councilwoman.
5: Good morning. How are you doing this morning?
1: Uh, I'm doing. I'm fighting battles. And one thing for sure, if you're in a battle and you don't fight, you're not going to win.
5: Well, at least you will be in the fight. But I want to uh, once again thank uh, Reverend Barnett for still giving us an opportunity to discuss some of the issues. Uh, I'm going to call in probably the next couple of Saturdays uh, just to announce a city. Well, it will be a citywide invitation to Keith park for our holiday extravaganza. Uh, at, at Keith park for, uh, December 9th from 4 PM until 8 PM. It was the highlight of course will be the tree lighting ceremony at 5 30 PM. What we're doing at Keith park, is a, a, a focus, a targeted effort to upgrade our programming throughout the year so that our families, our communities will have a cultural um, magnet, if you will, mm-hmm. for health, wellness, celebratory activities, uh, the sports activities. Just all about health and wealth engagement for our families, and we want to grow that base because we do. Of course, we've heard talk about the the property taxes, and that's part of what we support. Keith Park is over 260 acres. Oh, okay. And it definitely um, is in a position to hold additional programming so we can take part of activities right in our neighborhood. So, once again, this is a district 4 parks and rec effort to expand programming. We have a number of sponsors weighing in on our request for support. We have William's chicken. We have encore. We have McDonald's. Those are some of our sponsors. Uh, we, and I'm going to say today, if we have an organization out there of someone who is listening, who would like to help sponsor some rides for the kids that so we will have rides for the children, you know, the carousels and the, thing i think i forgot what you call it you climb up the wall and, and and slide down and all those fun things that i probably can't do at this time <laughs> <like that. laughs> i need to stay
1: on track be safe right <laughs>
5: <laughs> but we have an opportunity for our sponsorship and i think the best message we can give our community is that we sponsor in our community and so i want to wrap up again this december 9th from 4 p.m. to 8 p.m. Holiday in Keith Park. It is 530 tree lighting, which is this is our second event, our second annual. So I'm just encouraging folks to support us. And last but not least, as we talk about, and I appreciate Commissioner Laura Blair, uh, what we need to end with is how can you help not only her, but how can we help the community? That is not in my district, but it is Uh, In our community, Mm -hmm. if we could get and this is no harm intended, but I'm just observing and it's sad at this point in our lives. We're seeing so many people in the lines to get food Uh, and we happen to see, I think Mark Cuban Center had another food giveaway on Friday and we saw cars wrapped around uh, Sutherland and uh, Bonnevue just in line to get food. But if we could get this many people to come out to vote, we would not end up in the situation that we're in in so many instances. But mm. we, where we're trying to make a change, and the same three or four people keep showing up. Mm-hmm. I don't want to say we have to do a food giveaway at the vote on the voting site <laughs> so we can get people to come out to vote. Uh. But once again, what we're dealing with is when you own the dirt. <laughs> You make the decision. I'm proud of Mr. Robert Petrie for speculating and investing in land because he controls it. He too might be putting a situation down the road of, from a development that wants to come in to challenge what, he's, what he owns. So it's about understanding zoning, if nothing else. Zoning changes the behavior in a neighborhood. It changes the atmosphere. And it's important that we understand the dynamics of the zoning when those signs are posted and you see a sign that says zoning change the proposals, pick up the telephone and call to find out what that change is about.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: So we can be proactive. I see that in my district, I'm trying, there are some things I'm holding on and fighting in our district because if you are not woke, those come in and try to slip stuff in your neighborhood Mm -hmm. because they know when we send out those notification letters, those notification letters are going to the owners of the property. So if you're leasing or you're renting, you don't get that notification. Mm -hmm. The owner may be in another part of the city or out of the state. Their concern is not our concern because they don't deal with the day to day. Mm -mm. So, When those notices don't get a response, then if you send out 500 notifications and you only get one opposed and one in favor, then that's when the officials begin to weigh in. And it is about policy. Everything we do is political. From the womb to the tomb is political. But we have to be woke and engaged. And this is the same message we've been given for years and years. But once again, just think about it. If we could get the same. Deputy
1: numbers. Mayor, is this something uh, yeah. in your background? Are you? Uh, we hearing? That's going on. No, it's on? not in my background. I'm in a room. It's
5: quiet. Nothing. Hurting okay, and, and I table. just we just want <laughs> to establish that. Yeah. So.
1: I, I'm going to get out so we won't have to hear that in the background. No, if it's not you, in, we, we, it's it's yeah. another line. So we're trying to, okay. you know, we've been having technical problems, but we got to keep working. But well, let me get that.
5: back on the night so that, that Miss Laura can wrap
4: up and I think But for, before
1: a you go, before you go, yeah. I want to uh, first of all, personally, I want to say thank you for what you're doing. You had a parade last week. You got something else going this week. You're the, you're the most active, <laughs> visible city council person that I have seen in a long time. And we just want well, to say thank you. Well,
5: we've been blessed. You. Yeah, we've been blessed. And I'll just say this. It, as I've told the reporters, you know, it's all about the season. And I believe this is our season. We were just able to announce, as you brought it up, the, the naming of the old Cadillac Heights uh, Park after Roland G. Parish, an individual who supports this city and cities around this country wholeheartedly He's about community.
1: That's what. Let, let me I, let me bring Brother Barnett up. Yeah. I'm sure he wants to say something to you yeah. too.
4: Yeah. Brother Barnett. Yeah.
1: Uh, you want to say something to uh, the deputy mayor?
4: Uh,
0: I am keeping up with the conversation Mr. Mayor, because I've I missed. I can't hear. I probably missed over seventy uh, percent uh, of it. Okay. I can't hear it. Well, but, uh, but uh, go right ahead. You got you got a good you got a good guest on there. She's bringing some information, uh, councilwoman. Uh, are there any other things we need to be looking at when it comes to uh, yes? Get hands on some of that money.
5: Yes, we are. And let me just say this, and, then, and because I know you want to focus on the warehouse, that's very important because that's going to be that's that's something that we have to stay woke on. But when we changed the old Cadillac Heights Park area where we bought out all those homes because of the flooding in the early nineties. We're just about complete with the buyer, but we have twenty five some acres where we can start developing. When the commissioner talks about best use, the highest best use the highest best use that we can have on the tablet type property right now is a park. We can't go back and put in housing. The Corps of Engineers coming next summer summer and they will be in tandem with us as we move to try to put a physical building on the property. So so we're we're pretty much developing from rail all the way up to I think it's up to that Keith Keith uh, and Cedar Crest corner. That's how that's how much space we are. But we also have the announcement not only changing Roland G Parrish with an eight million dollar trails basketball soccer field. We are now we now announced we announced yesterday that the National Cricket League will come in to put a field in on that Roland G Parish Park as a trial. They want to put in a practice field. They do want to host some games there. So that's bringing in some more money and we're focusing on creating an economic catalyst in tandem with Cedar Crest Golf Course where Southwest Airlines just recently sponsored a historic golf uh, tournament, I'll call it, uh, with about 44 mostly African American young golfers from about the age of 15 to 23. And it was a phenomenal showing. And those of you who missed it can probably get to the golf channel or you can look at some of our posting on Facebook. But that was the first time we had a major signature sponsor to be at the scene at, at the course. And it's all about young golfers. It's a program called I Am a Golfer. And most of those are going to be African American and Hispanic children who are uh, Mr. Ira Maleo is teaching them how to golf. So we have a lot of energy going on now in that corridor. Our goal is to put more money in the corridor and it's designed also to be able to get what we need and not what scalpers want when they come in to take our property, but you have to stay woke, and that's what I'm committed to. So we, we've got a number of things going on and the new housing development also near Roosevelt high school. So I support that because it's a smart living project, and my goal is to give folks quality and a secure location. And it does take a commitment of resources and commissioners like Laura Miller, Laura, Laura, Laura Blair, and my commissioner is Jasmine Anderson. But you have to have folks who are intelligent and committed to doing the research and providing the additional muscle that we need to fight against those folks who are coming in to just do a land grab on us. And leave. So I'll leave it with that. But once again, thank you, Reverend Barnett. We're going to end this conversation. I'll call back December 9th from 4 to 8, tree lighting at 530. Keith Park is free. Not only we will have rides with children, we will have some health care uh, mobile units there. We'll have vendors there. We'll have food trucks there. And you will have to pay for your own food this time. So all thank right. you for, for listening, and I appreciate everything you're doing. That keep on keeping on, Mr. Leon, because we need this dialogue for our community because it is the last. It's the uh, most right. powerful hour, but it is the last. So <laughs> thank you so very much. And I'm Carolyn King Arnold, Deputy Mayor of Pro Tem District 4. You
1: sure are. All right. Uh, that clears the line. Uh, Laurie, uh yes? now we've got seven minutes. Okay, now, where does this thing go? Since these, this, uh, how can I say it? This board, know. let me, let me Trying to. I got to kind of get this out here. There are black engineers. There are female engineers. There are Latino engineers. Okay. Now, when I'm looking at the color of law here, this book by Rothstein. It says a forgotten history of how our government segregated America. Okay, so when you have a board that's, you know, all white guys and it's eight of them and you're coming from the African American perspective, it doesn't pass the smell test. The optics ain't right. You can't, you can't say there was no bias in it. Okay? So, now, you're saying that you don't know what's going to happen moving forward. Is that what you were saying before I cut you off?
5: Absolutely, because we have not been given... we have not, The directions that uh, what happens next has not been publicized.
1: Okay, um, now let me ask you a question. Isn't there... Okay, when, when someone gets, and this is for exa- a parenthetical analogy, when someone goes before the judge for a crime, there are sentencing guidelines, right? Correct. He's going to get either five years or he can go from five to 20. So what are the uh, adjudication guidelines for this process? It should be written somewhere that you should... Someone can say, "Okay, this is what's going to happen if we win, and this is what's going to happen if we lose." And it's not your fault that they didn't give you that. But where where is that?
5: I don't know. And so let me let me let me start off, and I'm going to see how succinctly I can say this. Sure. This board is not a board. Well, first of all, all the boards and commissions, just like myself, we're all volunteers. Mm-hmm. We don't get paid. We do this out of the love of our community. Mm-hmm. And that board also is a board that that is
4: volunteers.
5: Mm-hmm. So we come. They with zoning and planning. We come together twice a month. Um, that board only comes together when there is a need. So if there is no need, they don't meet. Mm-hmm. This and this and, and at this particular at last Tuesday. There was a need because the, the that's the, obvious uh,
4: mm-hmm.
5: <laughs> the building inspections your building inspection denied stone Lake six the a permit to build mm-hmm. based off of technical requirements that they said they needed okay at the vote the, the the eight board members or and there was board it was only six because some of them had to leave so so only six the, voted. At the, okay. At the time of the vote, the motion was to overturn staff recommendation of denial, but the, but it gave no directions as to what you do next.
1: Okay. Now, where, did that, where does that come from?
5: Um, I don't think because this is something, this is all new territory.
1: Okay. This so this has never from- happened before. Unprecedented. So it's does the city attorney who weighs in to make a determination of what the next step is? I don't,
5: you don't I don't know. Frankly, don't know.
1: Okay, well that's not a problem because it's unprecedented. Okay?
5: Correct. So so I don't know if the okay, staff all report to our city manager.
1: Mm-hmm. So and, uh, and so so Someone is going to get back to you with the determination because we're running out of times. Reason I'm trying to jump, keep jumping in. Absolutely,
5: absolutely. They'll get back to me, or they'll publicize what the determination is and what the next steps are, and how we get, how we move from place to place. And at that particular time, all parties, all interested parties, have the option to do what is legally op. They what legal processes they will have. Available to them to proceed in the way they wish to proceed.
1: Okay, so we're, we're we're yet waiting to determine if this board can override city council, if this board can override the zoning. We're waiting to determine what the impact of this decision is going to be moving forward. So we're gonna get we're gonna get a report from that for that of that uh, moving forward correct okay so the final question are bulldozers the thing going to start to move or what
5: i can't even answer that because the only thing i know is they were they were they were told they can get a permit but mm-hmm. still in getting that permit there are still technical requirements they must meet and and that i believe in order to build. You can't just say, well, you get a permit and you can you can put up anything. You still have to have um, requirements met. In order
1: Engineering to requirements.
5: Correct.
1: Okay. All right. So uh, I'm sorry that we couldn't get to the rest of the callers. Uh, looks like we got two hanging on here. But uh, when you have the most powerful show on the radio... Sometimes you have to call back next week. Would you call and comment? 972-647-1893. Because we got to get out of the way for the workers beat. I see Gene and Bonnie breaking down the doors. So I better get out of the way before I get hit by the splinters. So thanks for calling. Thanks for listening. Thanks for contributing to the Pledge Drive. We'll see you.